And welcome, friends, to the Generations Broadcast. Kevin Swanson, your host with you. We have a wonderful experience today uh, through the Generations Broadcast, and uh, it's been an opportunity for us as the Swanson family out here in the Eastern Plains of Colorado to have a visitor from Nepal. Pastor Harka is with us for one week, and he gives us such great insight into what uh, God is doing around the world as the kingdom of Jesus just seems to break through everywhere, including the darkest regions of this world's territory, uh, Nepal, Tibet. These are probably the last frontiers for the gospel of Jesus Christ breaking through, and indeed that's happened since the 1950s. the nation of Nepal is seeing some of the largest increases in the Christian church anywhere in the world today. So if you want to know where the Holy Spirit is let loose and big things are happening, friends, it's happening in Nepal. And uh, Pastor Harka is going to give us a little update as to what is happening there. He is uh, representing the family discipleship vision and the homeschooling vision in Nepal. Uh, he works for the Na- National Churches Fellowship of Nepal. He has been the general secretary and now is the education secretary in charge of education and missions for the churches around Nepal. And that's why the partnership with the Generations Ministry, because we want to see hundreds, if not thousands, of pastors and church leaders across Nepal discipling their own children as they sit in the house as they walk by the way, as they rise up, as they lie down. For the generational vision is the key to bringing strong inroads of gospel presence into these new territories. Because without the generational vision, friends, the whole thing just sort of fizzles. And so that component is critical, absolutely critical, not just for America, but every nation around the world, including some of the very first or last nations who are the first now, uh, who have received the gospel of Jesus Christ in that neck of the woods. Well, Pastor Harka, welcome to the Generations broadcast, my friends. Good to have you here. Thank you, Pastor Kevin. Yeah, so happy to to accommodate you at our home and to just fellowship with you for the entire week. You've got a vision for the kingdom of God, not just here, but in Nepal as well, don't you? Yes, uh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, I mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about... Uh, your own conversion, just for a moment. You were raised over on the eastern side of Nepal, isn't that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? How did you come to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ? Um, thank you for uh, very wonderful questions. Um, it's a pleasure uh, sharing my testimony. In the um, 1990s, the country was widely open for democracy, and Christians were growing so much, and um, local Nepali baptized believers. Mm. At that period of time, mm, there were almost 50,000 Christians in the country. Okay. And okay. Um, mm, they are so eager to share the gospel to their own people. And these people were coming from from uh, Nepalese converted believers, mm-hmm. and they wanted to save their people, and there was a gospel movement mm. went in different parts of country, and uh, in eastern part, the group of believers people wanted to share mm-hmm. and take good news to their people. That's right. And mm-hmm. um, at that time, um, I was a schoolboy studying in the eighth grade, and um, a place called 
Robbie Bazaar, and um, we had a small shop my uncle used to own, and uh, a few people, few believers were, I mean, sharing a gospel and uh, giving out tracts and Bible and going passing through that uh, small town in the mountain. By the time I was there in a small shop and uh, they shared gospel and um, said Jesus is the true God. Mm -hmm. And uh, they gave me a tracts and uh, my uncle bought a Bible New Testament in maybe 10, less than 10 cents. Wow. That was, um, that was a turning point mm -hmm. of my life. Did you read the Bible? I read the Bible, but uh, particularly the Christians, believer, preacher, and evangelist share the gospel that Jesus is the only, the way, truth, and the life. Right. Uh -huh. And uh, through him, you can go to, we can go to heaven. Yes. It was um, the, the verse I realized it was John 14, 6 later. Mm -hmm. And uh, out of 33, million god and goddesses and my grandfather and man, my father my parents were um following gurus mm -hmm. and um it was kind of for me as um a guy i mean a man who was growing in educations i have my old view was different at that time mm -hmm. and um that hit my mind and heart and i read the bibles and changed my lives. Mm. What was it that uh, that got your attention to Jesus? Was it the John fourteen six passage that that the all of the gods of the Hindus were idols? They weren't going to bring about salvation for anybody. What was it that drew you to Jesus? Look, the practices the practices of my grandfather and my father was not uh, satisfying uh, to my knowledge. Okay. Because uh, it was nowhere. I mean, uh, worshiping guru cannot take you to, to you in heaven. Yes. And uh, man is is not ultimate yes. to take you. And uh, when it says Jesus is the way and truth and life, and uh, you are kind of lost out of uh, 33 million god and goddesses, which one? Is going to take you to God, take you to and God. which one's going to take you to heaven? Heaven. None of them. None of them. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's uh, easier for me to, I mean, Jesus is the only God to follow. Yes. Okay, well, let's talk about the history of the Christian church. Uh, you've been a student of history. You're a student of theology. You've taken uh, courses here in the United States. You have a master's in divinity, and you're interested in what has happened. Uh, the Christian heritage came into Nepal rather late. In fact, in this case, the first shall be last and last shall be first. So the Nepali development of the gospel and the establishment of the church is one of the most significant occurrences in the world in the last century. It's significant, highly significant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And um, the I think um, like now, I I really think Acts 1-8 and uh, Matthew 28, 18 to 20 is so relevant mm -hmm. that uh, Christ in the book of Acts said, go to all the world. To the uttermost parts uttermost of the earth. Uttermost part of the world. And uh, Nepal and that end of tough 
and highest peak uh-huh. was the last. That's it. <laughs> That's the uttermost parts of the earth. Uttermost <laughs> parts of the world. And he made it there. And God made it there. Mm-hmm. Praise God. And people and power and the principalities could not stop. Though, though it's so many decades, it was dark. Mm-hmm. Still. Yeah. But God made it. Who can stop? The enemy is tough in Nepal. Now, I've been there. The enemy is tough. The spiritual forces against the church of Jesus Christ is, is strong. It's strong. The gates of hell are pushing. But, of course, the church of Jesus Christ will prevail against the gates of hell. But the gates of hell are tough. And you've experienced that. You, you know that for a fact. It's it's very obvious. It's very very obvious. I mean, I mean, it's it's this fact has to be known to the whole world. It's this fact has to be gone to every believers in every church and in Christian church and globally that the fact they have to know it's a origin of Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Buddha was that's born. where Buddhism. Began. Began. That's the root. And it's dug in hard. The roots go deep into Nepal. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then the highest percentage, in fact, it was only Hindu country in the world. The only Hindu country in the world. Yes. Up into the 50s and 60s. No, it was. It's it's not only 50s and 60s. It's not a few years ago. Still up to this point in time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just declare federal democratic country and uh, throwing out kings, but it was not long time ago. It's a few years ago. And it was darkest. It was darkest country. Pastor Haka is holding the position that Nepal, and I would include Tibet, but these are the darkest countries in the world. And and yet, there is an amazing evangelical revival or an evangelical establishment of the gospel and the church of Jesus Christ in that country, unlike anything we've seen. It's, it's extraordinary. So two things are happening. One is significant persecutions, significant pushback, and yet the kingdom of Jesus just keeps coming. And uh, so describe what has happened since the 1950s in the expansion of the gospel and the Christian church in Nepal? Okay, since 1950, it was the first time in the history country was open for expat or foreigners, Okay, global friends. So, so nobody was allowed in until nobody, the 50s? Okay. Nobody was allowed in. It was by, because of many regions, like, uh, I mean, they wanted to, I mean, Ranas, maybe in uh, rulers and kings, wanted to keep the shape. And um, slowly through 1950, it's open. Christian started coming in, the missions on the, in different borders in the Indian side. They were praying earnestly uh, you know, to open this country for kingdom of God mm. to get inside. So people started coming after 1950. In a, when nine, up to 1966, there were 100 believers, okay. baptized believers. Okay, so the church begins in the 50s, maybe, what, 54, 55? Three, three right around there. three, four. Within a decade, you've got 100 baptized believers in the darkest country in the world. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that continued to grow. 
that's continue to grow. I can tell, give you a data. I mean, everybody can pull out from this is open in uh, Google's and up open and uh, it's continue to grow. It's like multiplied in 73. There are 500 believers, baptized believer and 77, 1400 baptized believer. 90, 80s, 87,000, 82, 10,000, 85, 25,000, 90, 50,000. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. That's the new number. Yeah. Friends, 1.5 million believers up from 100 in 1966. Wow. Significant things happening. And and this growth requires a fair amount of discipleship work on the part of the education committee of your organization. I mean, this this is critical. We have to come through. We have to disciple, disciple, disciple. And that's what you're doing now. Yes. Over throughout the country, we calculate 13,000, 13,000 churches approximately. Hmm. So it's a... That's a lot of pastors. Lots of pastors. And uh, I mean, one pastor is doing probably uh, many five, six, maybe 10 churches one Whew. by one. Wow. And so then, uh, you have got to equip the saints for the work of the ministry in Nepal. You've got to do that. That is what my focus is. I mean, I am a part of an organization which has 6,000 plus independent churches are involved and it's a big number in uh, to train and multiply and equip and help and resource provider resources in the country well one of the focal points of our ministry is to help the persecuted saints we report on it every day the worldview in five minutes it's an update every day goes out to ten thousands families around the world and we are encouraging people to support the persecuted church and anywhere the gospel is pushing through, you know there's going to be a pushback from the dragon himself. He's not going to be happy that his house is being robbed. And so you're going to see some persecution of pastors and leaders. And you've seen that since the 1960s, haven't you? Yes, yes. It's, uh, I can tell you um, kind of history, what happened in Nepal. It's, it's a very much hostile country even today. In, um, in, from 1958, look, we started history in 1950. In 19, from 1958, the leaders wanted to baptize people inside the country because before they were going to a border site in Duncan hospitals and uh, got a treatment and uh, believe and baptize in the uh, Indian border because it was not allowed inside. Okay. And uh, leaders in the three places uh, planned to baptize in 1958 in Nepal, in 1959 in Tansan, and 1960 in um, other place. Um, so. Um, it's even early with the, the Capuchin father, like a Roman Catholic from Rome, who used to pass through Kathmandu, go to Tibet. It was a 1768, but it, it is a Roman Catholic history, not a Protestant history. The, in uh, 14 families of Kathmandu were expelled from Nepal by kings that they were taken oh. as a spy. But uh -huh. in another dynasty, we go, we say golden era of Mullah dynasty, the, the people were, were passing through, but they were allowed and given a place to 
have a med treat them by medical and all kind of things. But in Sa dynasty, they expel everybody. They went to Bihar, mm-hmm. and there was fifty seven mm-hmm. native Newari people. They mm-hmm. went to Bethia, a place called Bethia in Bihar. Okay. That's a history. That's a but it's a Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. Okay, Capuchin. In now uh, the incident happened because of baptism. Government. They, did, they didn't want anybody being baptized yes. in Nepal. Yes. And so that's how the first persecutions came about in yes. the 1960s. You had pastors that were imprisoned multiple times there. Yes. So 14 times one person. It's uh, in 60s with the seven people baptized. The one of them you met and he was sitting nearby you. Yes. We, had, we uh, sponsored a. Uh, Awards banquet, uh, encouragement banquet for persecuted saints throughout the nation of Nepal. This would have been about three years ago. And uh, it was a beautiful time in which uh, these persecuted saints told their stories, which went all the way back in the 1960s, up into the 80s, up into the 90s to the present day. And uh, I think we must have had 40 or 50 of the persecuted saints gathered there in Bidat Nagar. It was an amazing time. Uh, I was privileged to be there. And uh, there was just a time of encouragement to, to each other. They were encouraging each other. But I was very encouraged that these were the saints of God who had been persecuted over a period of 40 years while the kingdom of Jesus and the church of Christ was planted in this very, very dark country. Uh, can you tell us a story or two of, of how these folks have been persecuted for their faith? Um, it was like um, um, these people in the eastern side, they were... Uh, preaching the gospel, you know, preaching the gospel, and um, country wanted to stop them. Country wanted to stop them. And uh, so um, they were arrested. And uh, you, you you heard the story of everyone. And then one lady was uh, pregnant, and uh, she gave birth in the prison. And, and, and she said, the 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 the, the roofs were leaking mm. and and it was pouring down rain and there were literally rivers of water running through the prison. Do you remember how she told the story? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and so the other saints were able to collect a little dry ground in the prison for her to give birth to this yeah. child in the prison. Can you yeah. imagine that, folks? Can you imagine the 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 anguish and the suffering? Uh, this poor sister went through as she gave birth to that child, but that child is ha- happy and healthy today and serving Jesus. Oh wow, wow! I Amen. mean, you met you met up literally I, I, personally. I met her personally. Yes, a beautiful time. Yes, isn't this great? It's wonderful. So yes. wonderful. Amen. And and they're just so happy. That was the other thing. Very happy to serve Jesus. None of them were bitter against their experience in prison. Very very happy. Mm-hmm. So joyful. Praise God. Praise God. So joyful. And we had a little meal together. Remember mm. that? The yeah. restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> it was a beautiful time. And you gave them all blankets and mm. such. It was a wonderful time to to give our sense of appreciation and encouragement for these poor saints who had suffered so much for the gospel of Jesus Christ in Nepal. Where are things today? I I am still like uh, from 61 to onwards, there are regularly there are regularly incidents happening. It just keeps coming. Keeps coming. Different mm-hmm. ways, different ways. So, like, uh, I want to give you a detail of, like, um, there are two pastors, uh, Rosen Kutwal in 2015 with uh, one Limbu pastor in 16, and there was um, a pastor in 19 and one uh, 
Christian women's were arrested and they're um, imprisoned. Their cases are going on. And 2019, there are four people with one foreigner's lady. Mm-hmm. Who, um, you know, po- police took them in custody. There were four people in Salyan districts. 19 in 2018 to 19. Yeah. And there was teach ministry happened. They were giving, I mean, teaching the Christian schools in one place and they were arrested in case happened. And I was, I mean, in fact, I was able to um, assist them in printing that resources for them mm-hmm. also. You and believe there are people in prison today for their faith yes, in Nepal? Yes. There are at least several you know. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Now, one of the thrusts of the Generations Ministry has been to collect support for those who are suffering, especially the family members who are suffering uh, because of their father or their pastor leader. Uh, still in prison to this day. So we want to continue to do that as part of the Worldview and Generations Ministry. Uh, But you're out there to defend them. You're out there to protect them, to provide for their families. That's your heart too. Yes, my heart too. And and, uh, I want to be really thankful to you, Pastor Kevin. You supported the the persecuted families. You supported for their legals. And uh, we've been doing that one. Mm-hmm. So we're supporting Good. a small way, but we want to grow. Let's keep doing to that. Come. Let's keep doing that. And and you want to provide for their legal defense as well. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes. And then I want to continue with um, the cases that are happening. Mm-hmm. In from 2000, 16 Christian families expelled from place district called Gorkha. In 2001, one pastor and friends were arrested. I'm kind of, I have a names here. This pastor is going to the Lord, but Pastor Timothy and friends were arrested. And 2009, three Catholics people died because there were bombs in church. Ah, mm. and um, severe, severe. And then 2012, threatened bombing again, and police were coming into the getting churches. And this I experienced it, mm-hmm. even in our churches. My churches came, in every mm-hmm. church they were going. Mm-hmm. And then 2017 again, cathedral were bomb. The Roman Catholic Church Cathedral, mm-hmm. 2018, 14 churches, four churches were burned. And, and that includes some Protestant churches? These are pers- mm-hmm. Protestant churches, four right. churches. Right. Churches being burned. And the source of persecutions, which is unique for this nation, is not just the government or not just one particular group. It's multiple groups. You're getting it from all sides, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, describe, you know, it's the Hindus, the, the it, Hindu government that tends to press back with the anti-conversion law. But what other sources of persecution are you seeing? This is not only one factor mm-hmm. or one group. It begins when you come to the Lord or you receive a crisis, your personal savior. Families start to deny you. Yeah. That's a tough. Yeah, it's hard. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard. I mean... You know, you're jo- in, you are in a joint family system and uh, you are disregarded and you expel from home and, you, I mean, you have, you lost everything. That begins. And the second is the communities. You are in the community. Church and Christians are in the communities. Communities see Christians as a second-class citizens. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. the it's heart, hard. they hate. Mm-hmm. They hate. And that's... The, Second one. Third is Maoist. The Marxists. Marxists. I mean, they never believe in religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever religion. Mm-hmm. I mean, Christians, 
they think as a big threat. Mm-hmm. As they do in communist China. Communist everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't believe it. And then another is Hindu groups pressurize. I mean, there are fundamentalist groups, hardliner groups. I mean, their focus is to persecute Christians. And that persecution from the hardline Hindus is accelerating big time in northern India, just south of you. So that's going to affect Nepal as well. It's always, it's always affects what happens in India. That affects in Nepal because part of, part of the support, part of the, the hardliners come from India and educate Nepali hardliner. Mm-hmm. That's organizational relationship. Right. Right. And then Muslims and Buddhists. As well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and that affects the rural areas. It's all over. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, cities, probably it's uh, somehow safer. But in uh, rural areas, they live in one place. Mm-hmm. They practice in one place. Mm-hmm. And that affects so much. So, so much. So much of the enemy is coming from all corners for the Nepali Christians. The area in which the gospel is making the most impact in the world today uh, certainly, the growth has been exponential, my friends, from 100 to 1.5 million inside of the last 45 to 50 years. And our friend, Pastor Harka, is right there doing the best he can. Remember what Jesus said, if you've done it for the least of my brothers, if you have cared for those in prison, if you've visited them, if you've given something to their poor families, if you have looked out for the least of these my brothers, you've done it unto me. That's the issue that would be brought up at the final judgment, that's the thing that matters most to Jesus. And so I think we need to end the broadcast with this. What are we doing for Jesus? Now, we're going to continue to support the work in Nepal, especially coming around those saints who are being persecuted right now in prisons throughout the nation of Nepal. And my guest today has been Pastor Harka from Kathmandu. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm so delighted. Thankful to you. God bless you. God bless your ministry. God bless the work everywhere. The tens of thousands of pastors and churches throughout Nepal. And it is still a difficult country in which uh, the West uh, would be able to get into and minister to. But there are faithful indigenous pastors throughout this country. And whatever we can do to, to hold up the prophet's hands to hold up the, the arms of, of Moses as the uh, the battle for the faith continues in Nepal. Let's continue to do that for Pastor Harka and the other leaders throughout this nation. Friends, this is the Generations Broadcast. You can interact with the program by emailing me at host at generations.org. If you'd like to support this ministry, just simply email me at host at generations.org. This is Kevin Swanson inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation. <laughs>